Has everyone's heart rate collectively come down from the Will Smith? I'll just start calling them incidents. I'm not going to call them appearances anymore. It's just incidents from last night in the ninth. You go in up two to nothing. You're feeling good, Cam. Charlie Morton goes out, gives you seven innings. Three hits, no earned runs. Bullpen comes in, does a good job in the eighth. And then here comes Will Smith and literally everyone from the state of Georgia over into Alabama, Mississippi's Braves country, up into Arkansas and Tennessee. It's that many Braves the, fans. The Carolina, it's, it's Braves country, Cam. The Carolinas. I bet. Down into Florida. North Florida. We don't associate with Tampa and Miami. Mm-hmm. North Florida. Literally the entire southeast just collectively groaned when they saw who was coming in because they knew it was about to be an adventure. I mean, you mm-hmm. come, you work hard all day. You battle through traffic. You get the kids doing their homework, bathed, put the bed. You got a lot of stresses in your life. And you sit down to enjoy the Braves, and you get a nice performance from Charlie Morton. So Lair has a big hit. You're up two to nothing. You're feeling good. But then all <laughs> that anxiety comes back because here comes Will Smith in the bottom of the ninth, and I'm not going to give you the full breakdown, just surmise to say there is a situation where you had runners on second and third with one out, up two to nothing. And then there was a situation where it was two to one, mm-hmm. and you had a runner on third with two outs. So in two different situations, a little no-nothing single, and it's a 2-2 ball game. It's just an anxiety level you don't need as a Braves fan. You know what, I... I can't even get mad at Will Smith because, I mean, generally that's what Atlanta sports does anyway to you. They do that to you um, essentially anyway. They always give you stress. I know Falcons stress me on Sundays. Georgia stress me when it matters Are the you most. really stressed about the Falcons? <sighs> okay. Are we talking about this year? Like if you're, not, if you're, not really because I, I think they're just playing with house money. Nobody expects the Falcons to be good, but I, I expect them to feel the foundation. And it, it, they look pretty good um, against the Giants Sunday. It was right, right, uh, right step in the, you know, in the direction. But um, back in the day when they were contending, like we would go like seven and nine, but we were actually like a playoff team. Yeah. But like, but like, like this past Saturday or Sunday when the Falcons were playing the New York Giants, you, you felt a level of anxiety. I wouldn't say a level of anxiety. I would just, you know, I wanted them to get that win. I really did because I'm like, you know but what? But it would have affected you if they didn't get the win? Yeah, I love I love the Dirty so Birds. That's a level really, of anxiety. Yeah, I'm real Atlanta, man. I, then my Dirty Birds. Cam said, I'm, quote, true to Atlanta. True. I'm definitely true to them Falcons. I'm definitely true to the Dirty Birds, man. I can admit that. I love the Falcons, but. Um, I mean, you know, they got a quality win. I think that's a quality win. You know, Giants is a pretty decent football team, but your defense played a Cam. lot better. They're, they're pretty. I said Cam, they don't have a win. I said decent, but if you look at who they play, who okay, they played the uh, Washington football team, who I still think is Who's a decent team. Who's not very team. good. I think they're decent. Did you they know, get they beat sh- by like thirty in Buffalo? Buffalo's really good. Buffalo's really good. Uh, okay, I want you to hear the difference. They almost beat the Chargers. Because he said the Giants are not a bad team. He <laughs> called the Washington football team a pretty decent team. Yeah. And now you have the Bills who are a really good team. So we're getting the Cam yeah, yeah. tiers. I'm giving you the, the tiers. We should do a tier. Got the not tier bad. <laughs> we should do a tier day. A I, hierarchy. <laughs> I, I, think, I think we can say the New York Giants are bad. 
and it took Matt Ryan throwing into some really tight windows to win that football game. Like, that, that offense is a whole thing. We can talk about that if you want to. But I want to get back to Will Smith because what I think is hilarious is if you just go box score hunting mm-hmm. and you look at his ERA, it's in the threes, and then he's third in Major League Baseball in saves. Third. Mm. In professional baseball in saves. He's only two off the Major League lead. From last year's closer, Mark Melanson. Stats could be misleading. I mean, I think this is the best case ever that stats could be misleading. Yeah. Because there are, there's, there's multiple different kinds of saves. There's the save where the closer comes in, like with the Craig Kimbrell and Billy Wagner era. And you got like flames going off in the outfield. It comes in, smoke show, three batters, done, let's get out of here. There's, you're, you're excited that your closer's coming in because it's going to be domination. Then you have what we're currently dealing with, which is, all right, hold on, let me buckle up. Let me do, oop, all right, we're good to go. You have to save, but it's like, really, he's just saving you from himself. But at what cost? Right. I mean, yeah, he's, he's just he's just saving you from himself at that point. Coming I, in, I have I, a theory. I think if if there was a level or or some sort of stat to measure. You know, the the heartbeats and whatnot, and the tracking of Atlanta fans when Will Smith was in the game, he would probably have the the worst of of any pitcher in baseball because it's just like he, he keeps you he keeps you going crazy I have, I have until he gets theory, that final PJ. out. I have a theory. I think Will Smith thrives under intense pressure. <laughs> so, and so a two run lead isn't enough, enough pressure. <laughs> this ain't hard enough. Oh, this God. ain't hard. Make it tougher. Yeah, it's like Aaron Rodgers in the in in the fourth quarter with yeah. no time on the clock, <laughs> right? He just thrives under pressure. Tom Brady in the Super Bowl down a score just thrives under pressure. Will Smith in a regular season game two nothing. Come on, that ain't tough enough. I don't know. Let's man. walk some guys. Let's put some guys. Let's get some guys home. Let's make this you know two to nothing. Let's make it two to one. Just to let's make it tougher, suspenseful. Just to get the blood pumping a little bit. Yeah. I, I don't or, know. Or maybe I, he's in communications with Liberty Media, and <laughs> they're like, "Hey, we need to keep eyeballs on all the way throughout the game." Mm-hmm. And right. so, like, nothing gets eyeballs on, like parody and suspense. So you know what, Will? Let's make this a little bit tighter than it should be. There's there's no other reasonable explanation. Like I said, it is truly amazing that. I mean, he has the same amount of saves as Kinley Jansen. He has two more saves than Josh Hader, the closer for the NL Central champion Milwaukee Brewers. And if you look at it, almost half of the Braves' wins have come with a save from Will Smith. I mean, yeah. roughly. Yeah. It's the, all that's interesting though, because I mean, you can, like, like what you were talking about with Hader with with the Brewers. He could have. Less saves because he's in less situations where he needs yeah, I mean, to have a save. Yeah, they're beating teams seven to one, and there's no there's, save opportunities. Yeah. yeah, there's 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 things like that. But I mean, going back to the Tom Brady and, and like Aaron Rodgers comment, I, I I completely agree that there are people in sports that do thrive under intense pressure. Like you said, I, I mean, under a minute to go, you look at them. I love the shots on the sidelines, right? Of yeah. of Aaron Rodgers mm-hmm. and Tom Brady and Will Smith. getting the ball back. <laughs> no, getting the ball back <laughs> with 45 seconds left with no timeouts. Then you see them. They they're just they have that look in their eye of just like, all right, like I, I get it, we're, we're good. PJ, Will Smith has a wrist tat. You think my guy's not about the big moments? 
I think, mm-hmm. listen, your your life choices with tattoos doesn't mean, like, I love tattoos, but, like, that doesn't, doesn't. Do you have a wrist tat? Eventually, but no, no, no. I, Oh, okay, I, so you don't. No, no, All right. no I don't. All right. Well, so, Will Smith does. And he has 36 that, that, that doesn't mean anything to me in, in regards of his. I'm just trying. All I'm, I'm saying trying. is. I'm just exploring ways those, to justify this. Those Tom Brady's, those Aaron Rodgers, those Will right, Smiths. They normally don't put you in the situation where then you have to Whatever, thrive Whatever, they absolutely pressure. do. Didn't Aaron Rodgers have like three interceptions in the first half of the NFC Championship game last year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Aaron Rodgers had one interception. I mean, that it game. was four or five, right? Something like that. Disrespect Aaron Rodgers like that. He also he he did what he, he only had know. one pick in that game. He had one pick. Brady then had was, three. Oh, it was Brady who had three? Yeah. All right. Well, see, Brady did it and Watch he won. Yourself. See, no, you proved my point. <laughs> yeah, Tom he Brady did. Brady threw three interceptions in the first half of the NFC Championship game, made it harder on himself, and won. No, 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 Tom Brady. That's the difference. The Tom Brady. Half, yeah. That's Against the difference of what the I'm Atlanta saying. Atlanta Falcons. That's Okay. Threw a pick six. Oh, Lord. Went down. He's like, you know what? Super Bowls are boring. Let's make this really interesting and snatch the heart out of the fan Now base. I want to go with okay. break let's, because yeah, let's, that just hurt me. I would, I would <laughs> say in both those situations, got a lot of help from the other coaching staff. Like like t- Tom Brady and, yeah. and the Bucks last year with yeah. the NFC Championship game didn't go out and, and dominate like the fourth quarter and win that game against the Packers. The Packers coaching staff had a, had a comeback brewing, and they, they ruined it. They soiled it. They didn't trust our quarterback in, in late situations when you have Aaron Rodgers. As you better make me throw a right? chair. Yeah, you can so, only, PJ, you can only control what you can control. All right? And what you can control is putting yourself down 25 <laughs> in the Super Bowl. Why are we talking about this? <laughs> because I'm trying to prove a point that Will Smith is Tom Brady. He's doing it on purpose. Because I, I really don't want to talk about the Falcons oh blowing that on the Wednesday. Okay, how about he's LeBron. Will Smith is LeBron James. Heck no. He said winning NBA titles is boring. I'm going to go down 3-1 to one to the greatest team ever assembled. <laughs> a lot of stuff happened with that. That is kind of true, though. Like, <laughs> That's like true. You have a point there because LeBron also had all those arguments, those like Prior two- Two, three years of, like, he's not clutch. He's not no, no, but even prior winners. to that, no, he he's was not like, clutch. Winning, winning NBA titles is too easy. I'm going to go to Cleveland. <laughs> I'm going to go back to Cleveland and get one there. Will yeah. Smith is Tom Brady, is Aaron Rodgers, is LeBron James. Wow. Really to the people out there listening, I apologize for Christian for saying that. Why? He's two off the major league lead and saves. He gets the job done. I'm talking about. He got it done last night. Talking about champions. You guys keep talking about stats. I keep talking about getting it done. <laughs> he got the job. What's hilarious is I got the job. If if I checked my Twitter this morning, and I knew how the game went, but like I checked my Twitter this morning, and if I just only went off of tweets from Kevin Thomas, yeah, he blew it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I would think that he he gave up like eighteen runs in the ninth, but but instead he clutched up with a win. Sounds like you guys just need to. You guys hate the process. You need to focus on the result. I think there's steps in the process that you don't need. <laughs> I think he'll win a playoff game. He'll win PGA, a playoff who are you game to, Who are you to question Will Smith's mindset and what he needs to do? Oh, not, his, not his mindset. Maybe this is going to pay off in the playoffs because he's like, maybe he's just practicing for the playoffs <laughs> where he's like, I'm facing so many high leverage situations that when I get to the playoffs, it's going to be easy. Right. You know what? Hey, what, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. I mean, or you go to the flip side of it, which is, you know, you're, you're – you're hanging on the razor's edge, and there's a distinct chance that you go to the other side in a terrible situation. So, you know, it have just fun. depends on how you look at it. I choose to live life with a half-full approach. Have fun in the playoffs if you get to the Dodgers and you have a lead in the ninth, and Will Smith says, you know what? 
Let's try and make the, it a little tighter. The Dodgers got to get past the dang Cardinals, who have won like 97 games in a row. Yeah, no, you're right. That's going to be fascinating. Yeah, that saying. that is a interesting matchup because you're going to have the Dodgers, who are 100 plus game winners against the the hottest team in baseball in like the last two years. It's and it's going to come down to a one game playoff. Yeah. Imagine winning a hundred plus games, and then going home, and going home after nine innings. Yeah, no, nah, it's it's tough. I, I, I would think off. at least like three. imagine winning like twenty plus games in a row, and going home. and going home after nine yeah. innings. I've never really liked the one off thing in in oh no it's lame in baseball it's super yeah. lame no it should be a three game series at that's least. what I'm thinking. like yeah. a short keep short it short but three games like three series, straight nights yeah. like a mini series. Yeah. For a normal series at that. Normal, yeah. <laughs> it right. should be like that, but just a single elimination game. I mean, it brings excitement to the sports, but yeah, it's a nah. game. It's a it's a manufactured game seven. Yeah. Yeah, like NBA playing. Oh lord. Well, it's yeah. just yeah, like I'm it's but but even with NBA, well, no. Are they still are they those. still doing that? It's it's gotten worse. Like you could be the tenth seed and getting the play in now. That's yeah, how they did we had, it. Yeah, we had to go through the whole explanation where it was it's, like it's, it's like the 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 what the eight or the. Seven and eighth just have to win one in yeah. the NBA to get in. The nine yeah. and ten have to win two. They literally had a tenth seed in the East that was like I think it was Washington that was like thirty two and forty six. And they made the playoffs. Playoff team. Because of a We play-in. were talking about this yesterday on three and out. I'm curious to get your opinion on it. You were sitting here, you were not. Uh I we were doing Jeopardy yesterday on three and out, and we were talking about Ole Miss, and I asked, I was like, Hey, what was the one year Ole Miss won the SEC West? Oh, right. And right. Kevin jumped in very quickly with a hot trick question. They've never won it. And I went, no, you're wrong, minus 1,000 points because we're playing Jeopardy. Yeah. And he got mad, and BJ was like, oh, no, Kevin's right. Ole Miss has never played in the SEC championship game. I was like, that's not what I asked you. Yeah. I asked how many times has Ole Miss won the SEC West since they split to the divisions. And the answer is once in 2003. They went 7-1 in division. LSU went 7-1 in division. Yeah. They beat Ole Miss 17-14. to so they got to go to the SEC championship game. But if you go, and you're in Oxford, Mississippi, and you go into their stadium, mm-hmm. painted up on the stadium, mm-hmm. is 2003 SEC West Division champs. So, hey, they're, they're an under 500 team. The Wizards were making the playoffs, but <sighs> you still got to put up a banner and say playoffs. Man. Playoff one basketball. Way or the other. I, I, I swear to you. You get to sell sing- tickets to two home games. Outside of football, single elimination games in any other sport is just – Ridiculous! I don't like it. I hate it. Unless you're going to like Game yeah. Seven, obviously. Or, or or also, Cam, just don't be terrible. A seven, eighth, ninth, or tenth seed team. They shouldn't even get included. Now, like, I do ten, ninth and tenth. I, I don't think there should be. Yeah. I don't think the way they work it out is interesting. You can maybe change that around, like with the NFL, where it's like, oh, division champs get in, even though the division champ yeah. could be an under 500 team. I think that's lame. I think it should be more so mm-hmm. like kind of like what the NBA does where it's seeds. Yeah, it's seeds. But you play 82 games. If you can't tell me you could get in the top eight after 82 games, you don't deserve a chance to get in. I don't care about injuries. You get 82 games. Yeah. What do you think about the whole – I know there was a discussion a little bit when you're talking about playoff reformatting and, and things like that, especially in the NBA. I know the, the West obviously has been so much stronger than the East if yeah. you look at the past eight, nine years. Well, I mean, defending champs depth, are from the East. Depth, depth wise, that's oh, okay. That's that's don't fine. Start that. That's fine. <laughs> it, it was also the same way with the where Raptors. The, where does the MVP when, reside? When Cleveland won. But anyway. Oh, MVP, Denver. Jokic. Yeah. 
West. West. Yeah, there yeah, you go. So you got champs in but the you got champs in the East, MVP in the West. It's pretty with, even. With that type mm-hmm. of discrepancy when you're talking about the depth of the East and West, there was a lot of discussions of no conferences they, and just they, having they going going that. with overall records. Sh- that would be bad. That would be bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that would be don't bad. Don't like that. They a lot of teams you'll see like every year the top two teams in the West just play every year in the finals. Yeah. Like, like that's like back in the day, Golden State and Houston. They were clearly the two best teams. They're a matchup every year in the finals. Should, shouldn't they play in the finals? Huh? Shouldn't they play in the finals if they're the two best teams? Yeah, they, no, they should. But I don't, I don't think it's it's good. So what you're saying I don't is you, like it. What you're saying is you're thinking like a TV executive, and you I, want an East Coast and a West Coast team. Yeah, in the finals. I, me, I say that because I think it would be really, especially if we're judging from the past, it'd be really West Coast dominant. It would be. But bad. again, if you're just trying to honestly determine the champion. Yeah. Isn't that who it should be? True. Now, I will admit this year, East and West, it's going to be Lakers, Nets. Those are the two best teams. Now, if you're talking about you in the thought, past. We, you thought last year that the Nets were going to be the best, and they got. They were injured. They were injured. If we're talking of, about health. part of the game. It's, it's a part of the game. Things, that's one of my favorite things Cody ever yep. used to harp it's on all the, the time. You know what the it's best ability the is, Cam? It's part of the game. You know what the best ability availability. is? Availability. Yeah. It's part of the game. But it's absolutely part of the game. They don't need to do that. Yeah. Not especially this year. I don't even know if, like, Four East teams to make the playoffs outside of Milwaukee. I don't know how we went from yeah. Will Smith to NBA playoff talk, but here we are. <laughs> we, we got in a playoff formatting and things like here that. Here we are. <laughs> yep. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to talk some college football. Georgia has a fascinating stat uh, that they're looking to continue the trend on coming into this game with Arkansas. We also have some injury updates to get to from Georgia, a pretty significant name getting updated on that injury list. We'll dive into that. Maybe we'll talk some more Will Smith. Who knows where this is going to go? We'll dive. Cam is playing bangers. Coming back with some Diamond Rio. DJ Cam, man. I didn't know you rock like that, Cam. <sighs> I get down and dirty sometimes. With some Diamond Rio? Yeah. I like it. Cam, I will buy your lunch right now. I know we've been working on your college football fandom. Oh. I will buy you lunch. If you tell me what song they play at Brian Denny Stadium. In the third quarter of Alabama games, before the fourth quarter. I don't know. Uh, the only song I ever heard you guys say is, like, Jump Around. That's it. Do you know what, what stadium they play that in? Uh, the Virginia Tech Stadium? Nope. Wait, wait. Wait. Is it SEC school? Nope. I give up. Play that one in Camp Randall, where Wisconsin plays oh, their home man. games. But uh, PJ, we're know, working on it. PJ, do you know what game they play at Brian Denny? What what game they play? Or what yeah. song they play? Yeah, they play the Alabama game. They play no, the no. Alabama game. They games. play uh, Dixieland Delight. Yes, sir. Yep. Hey, man. Hey. Cam, can you tell me which artist sings Dixieland Delight? I'm not. I'm not. I'm not trying to. I'm just, <laughs> I'm just curious. No, I mean, this is good for the show. Because <laughs> uh, there's people in the car that are playing along with you. Yeah. They're probably trying to guess the same thing. Um, Cameron does yeah, Cameron just doesn't know. He doesn't. Do you know do you know who sings Dixieland Delight? No. Alabama. Yeah, it kind of makes sense. The band Alabama. Uh, yeah. 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 Hey. Look, we're we're working on it. I, I we'll see if I get there. We'll oh, you're going to get there. You're just via osmosis. Mm-hmm. You're going to you're going to start getting there. We'll see if I get there. All right, I just said I wanted to dive into a stat. Georgia's been pretty dominant so far this year, but we don't know how good of teams they have played thus far. But one of the biggest storylines so far has been 
how dominant they've been early, right? And so we look at the Vanderbilt game, 35 to nothing, first quarter. JT mm-hmm. Daniels, your starting quarterback's out in the first quarter. I just didn't realize how thoroughly dominant they've been through the first half into the third quarter. Georgia has outscored their opponents 154 to 6 in the first mm. three quarters of the first mm. four games of the season. 154 and 6. 154 to 6. I mean, can't argue that. That's 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 and pretty if you, dominant. If you throw in there in one of those games, you only scored 10 points against Clemson. True. That's nuts. Cuz what's 3 divided by Oh, don't start trying to do math on the show. That's dangerous. Oh man, it's almost it's almost man. fifty points a game. Yeah. in the first three quarters, it's almost fifty. It's like high forties. Yeah. So welcome to the math on on second down. They've been dominant, and I think that's going to be a key thing in this game. Is if you let Arkansas hang around in this game, it's going to get real dangerous. Like if you, it doesn't matter what year it is. If you let Arkansas hang around, it's going to get weird. Think about all those overtime games they played with Ole Miss and Texas A and M. It's going to get weird. Georgia has to come out hot in this game, and it's going to be a noon kick. Game day is in town, which I think is a huge help Yeah, because I think it's going to rile everybody up prior to the game. Where I have a buddy who was a student at Georgia when they lost to South Carolina a couple years back, and what was his story? He said, yeah, I woke up about 1 mm-hmm. and turned the game on. I was like, oh, what's going on? That's the storyline typically for noon games in college towns. Yeah. yeah all all the families are in there, but mm-hmm. it could be a little bit tough to get those 18, 19, 20-year-olds riled up Yeah, into yeah. the stadium at noon. That's how I was when they lost to South Carolina. It was like third quarter. I'm like, why is this a close game? It was homecoming too, I want to say. I it might have been. It might have been, but, oh, yeah, they have to come out swinging because uh, Arkansas, they're coming in house money. They just came off a top ten win. So they're trying to, you know, take their heads off, man, so. Most definitely. Uh, Georgia, they have to come in and play. A, I think this is the one game where we're like they have to play a complete game, run I mean, the ball and pass the ball. It, it's, I think it's their most difficult opponent thus far. I mean, P.J., you're watching kind of from the outside looking in. Clemson isn't anything to write home about now. And P.J. kind of has a theory that, like, Georgia kind of wrecked their philosophy offensively for a couple reasons. Like, psychologically, you can wreck somebody when you do what they did to them, and maybe you start overcompensating as a coaching staff and trying to switch things up. And the second thing is you could have given people a game plan, which I don't know how easy and readily available it is to duplicate a game plan that includes having Jordan Davis and Jalen <coughs> Carter on the inside of your defensive line yeah, and Kobe Dean playing linebacker. I don't mm-hmm. know how easy it is to replicate that, but maybe you gave a little bit of a blueprint to try to slow down this offense. And so, I mean, nobody else has held them to three points, but, I mean, Georgia Tech yeah. held them to 14 what was it, 21 points scored against NC State? Yeah. So they haven't really gotten clicking yet. Hmm. I just I feel like Georgia has to come out really fast in this game. Yeah, no, I, I would agree with that uh, for, for the simple reason that you can't let Arkansas get any momentum. Uh, you can't start letting them feel anything uh, at once, once they get into that game because they, they are the type of team, I think you saw it against Texas, where they get out to a hot start the other team's not feeling comfortable, they're going to run with that, literally. Yeah, yeah they're literally going to run with that it. That offensive line and, and, and their running game, uh, complete with their quarterback, I, I mean, they're, they're, they're going to they're gonna keep going right at you, and then their defense is going to start feeling it too. Um, so, no, I, I'm, I'm with you there. Got to come out with a quick start, and the more you can slow down a, a team like that, especially with how they won Texas A&M, they, they came out and they started strong, but as we talked about yesterday, uh, Arkansas kind of, 
they held on late. Uh, I had their quarterback banged up, obviously, but they kind of held on late. So if you can keep that trend moving forward as Georgia, keep them uncomfortable offensively and come out and, and get some points early, uh, that, that's a really great start. I, I think you start getting in their heads a little bit. That fan, the, the fans start getting even louder, and, and they start feeling even more pressure. So uh, I think that that is a very big point. Um, yeah, going back to your Clemson thing, too, I, like you said, Georgia Tech, NC State, they, just, they don't have the same kind of guys that, that Georgia has. Um, I, I would like to think that with the offensive playmaking and, and ability that we've seen from Clemson over the last six or seven years, I'd like to think that just simply having a, a, a little bit of a blueprint and those guys yeah. wouldn't be enough for teams like Georgia Tech and NC State to slow down your offense, especially with the kind of prolific type of potential I will, I will say this. Have. I will say this, because we looked at the Georgia Tech game, we're like, wow, they almost lost to Georgia Tech. Georgia Tech then came out the next week and just decimated North Carolina. Yeah. So maybe Georgia Tech got something figured getting out. Getting better. They're, they're getting better, no doubt. Oh, yeah. um, but, I, I, I don't know, I think we still haven't seen a, a lot from them. But, no, I, I and I think somewhat, if you look at, at Arkansas and what they do, and kind of what, what Clemson was trying to do, and that the team they have built somewhat similar with, with the run game that they both have, uh, the types of quarterbacks and their running ability that they have. Uh, you, you know, so I think I'd be, I'd be confident in that defensive ability for, for Georgia to be able to slow down at least Arkansas and make them uncomfortable. I think it's fair to say this. Alabama's win over Miami, Georgia's win over Clemson, and Penn State's win over Auburn. I think you can kind of lump all those in there together, which uh, people are like, you can't lump Clemson in with Auburn and Miami. Clemson's ranked number 25 in the country right now. Yeah, right. They just got beat by NC State. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, you can lump them in there with those teams. And I say that. Forget that's forget yeah. about the last eight years. Right. Of what the, this, that's, this is this 2021 is this Clemson. Team. Right, and what I'm saying with that is you don't know how good that win was. Right. Where it's like after a 10-3 to win over Clemson, we were like, that's a massive, like, is that Kirby Smart's biggest win at Georgia? Now I don't know that it's top five. At first it was, yeah. you know. At first it was. Like but in now, the moment, but now with, yeah, like, the, nah. the benefit of hindsight, it's not bigger than the Rose Bowl win. It's not bigger than the SEC championship win. Because they can't get their I don't think it's bigger together. than a couple of the wins in Jacksonville. Right. Yeah. They can't get that offense together. It's a, it looks it's a, it's a non-conference win over a 25th ranked team. Mm -hmm. Sad to say, yeah. I mean, there's, there's less things more meaningless than a preseason ranking. Yeah. Well, and, and now, unless Arkansas ends up, what, four and eight or whatever yeah. at the end of the year, which you don't see happening, now this Arkansas win would be bigger than that. Oh, a thousand percent. In, in, in a huge way, yeah. Unless they just, like you said, fall off a freaking cliff, yeah, but these next four weeks well, are crucial. there's a distinct chance that Arkansas loses three games in a row. Yeah. It's, could. It's Very huge. well could. Because yeah. they have Auburn at home, but they have – no, they got Ole Miss – on at the road Ole Miss. at, at Ole, Ole Miss, Miss. Yeah, and they go back to back weeks. Athens and Dang. Oxford. Oof. Yeah, I mean they they, they started this this four game stretch one and zero, but they they got the easiest win out of the way first. I mean, let's be True. real there. Yeah, this Texas A and M has True. no idea what they're yeah. doing on offense. Yeah, no, don't. no idea. It's bad. Which you is still wild. Score ten points. <laughs> which is wild with how much they're paying their head coach is supposed to be a quarterback whisper, whisperer slash offensive genius. Right. So then after Auburn, don't Arkansas have LSU too? I mean, it's SEC West, so yeah, they're going to have to play LSU and Alabama and. 
Mississippi yeah. State. Mississippi too. State. Yep. <laughs> Prayers to them. Any given week. And Correct. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, it's not as far-fetched as it sounds, Cam, that they're a 6-7 win team at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah, you guys are right. I mean, but I give them credit, though. They're way ahead of schedule. And just being in the top ten right now, that's big for Sam Pittman that program. Oh, Sam so. Pittman's doing a great job. And I, I don't know that there's anybody I like listen to just talk football more than Sam Pittman because mm-hmm. he's completely honest. It's almost like – I'm not saying the other guys are dishonest. They're just very guarded with what they say. Mm-hmm. But Sam Pittman, he'll lay it out there. I mean, his availability at SEC Media Days was awesome. And some of the stuff he said, and he just talked about like what he picked up along the way. One thing I really like that he said, which I think is kind of true, if you look at just how they've approached everything, is he said when he coached at Georgia, every day felt like fourth and one. He just like that kind of intensity, that like you were never there. You would never arrive. Every day felt like you were lining up, mm-hmm. loaded up, just trying to gain one yard, just trying to pick up that first down. Every day felt like fourth and one. I think that's really uh, an interesting thing because – Georgia, it feels like uh, you you press like fast forward on the program. Not so much in the wins because Mark Richt was hugely successful in his fifteen years, but on everything that's surrounding it, the recruiting, the like it's like okay, we just got a new facility. Well, we need to redo the stadium. We need new locker rooms. And then after you get that in two thousand sixteen, it's like well, we need to do it again, and we need to keep it updated. Like nothing feels stagnant. Yeah. And I feel like he's brought that to Arkansas, but also I feel like he's gone out and made really good hires, and. Barry Odo, I know I've said it a bunch over the past couple of weeks. He's got it. I don't want to say why he's not one of the guys who's in line for a head coaching job because he's already been the head coach at Missouri, and he was good while he was there. He was the defensive coordinator before that at Missouri, and now he's leading an awesome unit at Arkansas that yeah. was getting shredded last year and the year before that. But now that he's had a full offseason to work with him, he's got one of the best defenses of the country with a bunch of three-stars on it. Mm-hmm. This is giving early 2000 vibes. You know, when Arkansas had, like, Darren McFadden, Felix Jones, stuff like well, that. Well, it's when wild. They were good. It's like they're, all their running backs are now. wearing the same numbers. They're wearing number yeah. five, wearing number 22, wearing number 20. It's, it is pretty cool. I will say I'll be very cautious. Oh, no, I ain't saying that. Oh, Darren McFadden, Felix so Jones. Check, oh, no, sir. No. Oh, I know how bad of a man Darren McFadden was. Darren McFadden was, was that yeah. guy. We were talking He's about yesterday. <laughs> we were doing Arkansas trivia yesterday, and we were like, yeah, uh, Darren McFadden had like 750 yards in his career just against South Carolina. Yeah, he yeah. was bad. He man. played three games against South Carolina and just massacred him all three yeah. times. So yeah. it's uh, it's going to be a really fun it's game on Saturday. Bad. You're going to have game day. Uh, I don't know if you guys saw this, but like they're actually doing two different game days. From 9 to 10, I believe. It's either 9 to 10 or 9 to 11. But they're going to have to open the show in one part of the campus, in Myers Quad. Yeah. And then, I think it's from 11 to noon, they're going to be hosting the show from the west end zone okay. of the yeah. stadium. Yeah. And it's because Kirk Herbstreet literally has to get done with a pick segment right. and go up into the press box and call the game. Yeah. Which, oh, he's calling the game. Okay. Yeah, I mean it's okay. it's 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 game day. It's that's the game. Oh, and yeah. it's all, but it's at noon. Yeah. It's not very often that, that yeah. the game day game is a noon kick. Right. Well, I've True. always thought that was. Which I mean, it was last week, which was interesting because they had a Soldier Field and yeah. you had Notre Dame running onto the field, but it wasn't actually the prime time game that they were called. Mm-hmm. It was Hershey could still get on a plane and fly to the other game. Mm-hmm. This is literally as soon as they get in with the picks, you're going into. Kirk Herbstreit on the game. Yeah, no, I thought that was. Uh, I think that I'm very excited for that. That's something they always used to do with with Oklahoma and Texas uh, there, and something I was always ex- excited yeah. for. And it's a different energy at first when you get into the end zone and you get 
until about 11 o'clock. You start back the show and whatnot. Not very many people in the stadium. But then once it gets about 11.55, they start making their picks and everything. And the stadiums are just going crazy yeah. and whatnot. They're all watching Lee Corso making his pick and stuff. It's it's a whole lot of fun. So I can't wait to see that energy that, that you normally see with Oklahoma, Texas at the State Fair and everything like that down in Athens uh, with with uh, Arkansas and Georgia. I wonder sure. where they're going to set it up because there is kind of that – if you've been to Sanford Stadium, you've seen like the dog walk is where the locker rooms are. There is a road that goes over – I guess you call it a bridge – but it's, it's a road that goes over that. And so, like, there's, like, the facilities where the buses can pull in, but the players walk in there. And so you have all the fans down there. It's next to the library. And then the road that goes over it, and then you're looking into Sanford Stadium. You're looking into the field. Mm-hmm. You can be standing there and watching the game, right? It, it's awesome. And I really wonder if they're going to put it on that road. Yeah. Because that road's shut down on game day. Nobody's right. driving there. I wonder if they're going to put it right there. Because then if you're Herb Street, just w- being in the press box before – it's literally maybe 20, 30 yards to a flight of stairs that you go up and you're at the press box door and you're in there. Yeah. So he's got maybe, maybe. A, a one, two minute walk <laughs> right. up there. But I mean, he's going to be, he's going to be popping in. And of course they could have the, the guy down there, the official, the TV official that could just go put his hand up and say, no, we're waiting. Yeah. Yeah. We're waiting on Hershey to catch his breath. That's true. <laughs> right. He got to get some water. I'll put on the right, mic and on. everything. Yeah. Wait, wait, like, it's supposed to be a 12 five kick. Wait. <laughs> yeah. All right. You're good. Go. Right. Okay. We got to wait for Kirk to do a slide in. It's fine. No, it's going to be great. Yeah. I know. I'm really excited for it. I think it's a huge slate. And also, a lot of people are complaining that this game's at noon and they wanted them to move it back. No, this is great. We have three matchups that are within the top 12. Yeah. Because you have Georgia, Arkansas, which is 2 8. Then you have Alabama, Ole Miss at 3 30, which mm-hmm. is one. Oh, I think Ole Miss is 12. I could be missing that. Thir- 12. No, they're or right 13. there. I think they're 12. I think they're 12. either Let's 11, see. 12, or 13 because. Florida, I think, is, is right around there as well. And then you have seven Cincinnati and uh, nine Notre Dame, and that one's kicking off an hour before that at 2.30. 12. Yeah. So, I mean, you have you have some awesome games coming up. Yeah. No, a, a lot of people want to move it to seven, thing. but I think this is, is going to be unique. I think it's going to be cool to see this as a day game. Like, kind of get that classic feel to it yeah. where you're watching mm-hmm. the big game. There's still sunlight outside. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and I, for, for whatever reason, I think – Big games like this, other than with with the exception maybe of, of Michigan and uh, Michigan and Ohio State. The game. But most of the time when you see a, a big, ranked, great game like this, it's, it seems to include Southern teams. So I, I don't Texas, know. Texas, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah. I, I like to see that, and I like that feel with, with Georgia and Arkansas. Like you said, it's kind of an old-school feel. Now, I do think, kind of piggybacking off of what you guys said yesterday in Take 3, I love night games for – for big games and, and big atmospheres and whatnot, uh, especially when it's my favorite team. But I certainly appreciate the, the nope. noon kickoff. If it's my I, favorite I team, I want the noon kickoff. Yeah, if it's I my like team, because you, you I have to sit team. around and dread all day. Just go ahead and yeah. peel that Band-Aid off. Yeah, to me, that True. I'm weird. So there's I'm not pro- going to disagree with that. With that, we're going to go to break. Yeah, we we'll got back to, with yeah. A whole bunch of money. Just a, a suitcase full of cash right now. Cash. Cash. But I gave you two options to bet this suitcase full of cash on because I want to try to spread my money out the most. Can I just keep it? No. You got to put it down. All right. We're in Las Vegas. You can put the briefcase full of cash on correctly predicting all four of the college football playoff participants. Oh. Or you can put all of the cash on 
Ole Miss and Arkansas both winning this weekend. <laughs> I do. I do the four playoffs. I'll take you, my you're chances. You're that comfortable? Yeah. Which four are you picking right now? Go. Four am I picking? Yeah. Uh, Georgia, Bama, Ohio State, Oregon. All right. Well, your playoff hopes could be in dire straits if the other bet hits. I don't think Arkansas and Ole Miss will, will both win. I think DJ? that's a lot harder. I think uh, I, I would have to. Oh, my gosh. I don't like this because there's so many variables. Oh, yeah. But seeing two well, teams. You can make a lot of money just this weekend, and you're boom. <laughs> yeah, versus having to wait for the season to play out and slowly watching your chances dissolve in front of your face. Seeing two teams like this win a game like this on the same weekend is, is very is very. You know rare. what we call those weekends, PJ? Blood weeks. Yeah. But you call them that, and you, pre- you appreciate them because you don't get them a lot. You, you get them like, once a year. I, and you know what's also happened this year that hasn't happened before ever, literally in the history of the AP poll? We've had 25 well, yeah. top 25 teams lose like, I through get four it. weeks. I get that, but it's also the two best teams in the SEC. And to give the SEC credit, this norm- that normally doesn't happen in the SEC. Like, normally you get like one upset a week if you're lucky in the SEC. Right, you don't get the top two teams losing like like this in one weekend. So I would probably have to go. Like if Alabama wins, if if Georgia loses at noon, Alabama's going to win. Yeah, like that's, that's going to alarm them. I'm terrible at yeah. statistics, but I want to pull up the ESPN FPI predictions for this one because <laughs> again, I statistics was not my best class in college. No, I I, I agree it, with you on that. If Georgia loses, stat. Yeah. Oh, no, what the hell is wrong with Did you? Did we not just finish the last segment by saying I'm weird? All right. Okay, so Arkansas per weird ESPN has 11% yeah. chance Agreed. to win against Georgia. Ole Miss has a 19% chance to win. So what is the likelihood that both of those happen based off that? So wait, did you say 11 for Arkansas? Yeah. So they, Ole Miss is getting even more of a chance against than Alabama. Arkansas. Against Alabama. See, that's why I don't trust that either. I don't trust any of them. <laughs> Yeah. Well, that's what, yeah, no. If Georgia loses, that's going to alarm no, Alabama that like? Isn't to play. That, doesn't that make it like a 7 or 8% chance that, that, that Georgia and Alabama both lose? Something like that. Uh, yeah. If yeah. you're talking about 30% of. Because, uh, I mean, if you combine that, 30% of 200, No, but it's, it's, not, like, it's not yeah. 30% versus 200%, because that would be 15% that both of that happens. Yeah. It's, it's of the percentage of the percentage. Right. I think it's like an 8%, 7, 8% chance. But again, we're doing math right here. I know somebody's screaming at the radio. If, you, if we're wrong. At GoKel ESPN, at ESPN Coastal, let us know we're wrong. Yeah, go ahead. Because I said I enjoyed probability and stats in, in, yeah. in school and in college, but I, I did not retain a lot of it. Like, I, I, that doesn't uh, mean well, I – I feel like PJ's a liar and we need to do a stat. We need <laughs> I do a enjoyed stat. it. That we need to do a mean, stat quiz with PJ on the show. doesn't mean I know how to do it on the fly on a radio show. Sign and cosine and all of it. <laughs> yeah, no, forget that. Um, no, I, I, I have to go with the calculators in your face. I have to go with, with picking the, the four playoff teams. Who are yours? Go. Quickly. I mean, I picked them yesterday, but like, we didn't have a briefcase full of cash yesterday. I'm gonna change one from yesterday. All right, I'm gonna change one from yesterday. I'm gonna go Alabama, Penn State, Cincinnati, and Georgia. All right. I think Georgia. I think Alabama or Georgia loses one game I'm reckless. throughout I'm, the year. I'm, I'm reckless. I'm putting it on the on Ole Miss and Arkansas. Uh, that's fine. Like you said, you I get, wonder how much that would pay off. I'm actually gonna do the research. How much is in this briefcase? Let's just put a number out there. <laughs> how much is in there? I don't know if you're talking about th- these kind of 20 chances, large, right? 20 large. Yeah, why not? All right, we'll put 20 large in there. We're going to go to break. We'll come back. We'll tell you how much that would pay off if Arkansas and Ole Miss both hit. 
Do it. All right, Cam. I did the math, but not the math I said I was going to do because that was too much math for four minutes. If my calculations are correct, and I actually did multiple of them. Let me just, yep, 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 yep. All right. If my calculations are correct, based off ESPN's FPI, there's a 1.7% chance that Ole Miss and Arkansas both win on Saturday. Not happening. So you're saying there's a chance. Also, a point seven three or 73% chance that Georgia and Alabama both cover. Now, I don't know about the covering. I like it. I like it. It's a look, welcome to math. We're both terrible about at covering. it. Uh, I'm not going to say Cam because Cam hasn't attempted it. I'm bad at it. But here we are. Got a big show coming up on three and out. Uh, really awesome interview. We're going to be joined by Jared Binko, Georgia Southern Athletic Director. Uh, he's going to let us know what direction he wants to take the program uh, following their parting ways with Chad Lunsford. All that coming up on three and out.